Hello, friends. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of THC True Hollywood Crime. I'm your host, Mariah. This is your other host, Bailey. And our other host, Dark Horse Wine. Dark Horse Wine. Wine. Not officially sponsored, but the sponsor of our hearts. Mm-hmm. How's everybody doing this week? Dude, fuck everybody. <laughs> Amen, sister. Let's get it started. <laughs> A horrible week. Oh, well. <laughs> Did it end oh. again? Oh, no. No, no, no. no. I just, yeah. I love it. I'm here for the salty spirit. Uh, I hope you guys had a good week. So, if I had to title this week, it'd be Four Birthdays and Two Funerals. What? Yeah. Nick had somebody that's like really close to his side of the family pass away. Okay. And then my godmother passed away. Oh, why didn't you tell me this? Because it just happened. <laughs> So you decided to tell me on the podcast? Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. For her, it's a blessing. She's basically been like trapped in her body for the yeah. past year or whatever. But what sucks for my poor mom, so my grandma's birthday would have been the second. Mm-hmm. So that day's always super hard for her. And then Andrew's birthday was the fourth, which was a Monday. So we combine that into Sunday fun day and sunday monday or fun day monday (laughs) so just a lot of food and drinking and just too much yeah and then my mom's birthday was the fifth yeah and then i believe my godmother passed away like the next day which was zoe's birthday Uh and then i found out the following day about my godmother jeez louise it was just a fucking shit show of a week well, good thing you reached out to your best friend for comfort right. and support. <laughs> to be fair, you did give me comfort and support in every way possible by picking the movie that you picked this week. Hey, because it's like I had a premonition. It was literally my security blanket all week. Whenever I was having a moment where I felt like I was going to lose my shit, I'm like, pause. Pause from whatever this is. I have better things to do. Yeah. <laughs> and that's watch motherfucking child's play, yes! baby. Our fave. <laughs> I cannot wait to get to the end of my story to tell you. I know. There's like a weird twist. I can't wait. It's going to be great. So anyways, uh, welcome everybody. Hope you guys had a better week than B. <laughs> um, first of all, we never got feedback on whether or not you guys missed the beginning. So I'm going to assume you don't. So we'll just keep it rolling until somebody tells us that and they I want thought it back. last week's was funny. The way that you just kind of cut it in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, probably you, just you, do that pick, now you pick a silly moment and you're just like, and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> and also we had some audio issues last week, which I did not know because I didn't hear it when I was editing. Yeah. Edit, when I did the edit. Right. It wasn't there. That's so crazy. And then I uploaded it and then I listened to it like a whole two or three days later. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. I think I ended up hearing it on Friday. Friday it only lasts like a minute yeah it wasn't very long but the whole time I was like oh shit we asked for this we told you guys when we were recording we were having a ton of audio issues it happened when we did the exorcist as well something happens when we do these possession episodes where somebody's not happy yeah something's wigging out on us so that's kind of fun it was amazing I loved it and also last week I said Gabby Paterno it is Gabby Petito and so I just wanted to say that was a correction, and I'm sorry for getting her name wrong. Paterno and sounds like somebody. It there is definitely somebody with the last name Paterno. Yeah, I thought so. But it's Petito, yeah. and uh, rest in peace to poor Gabby. I did not mean to fuck up her name. We drink a lot on this 
podcast mm-hmm. shit happens. Okay. So my week was just boring and regular. Besides the fact we were just talking about we're loving the weather. Our leaves are changing. The weather's been in the 60s. I was just going to say, so I think from the last time we podcasted, the high of the day was like 95 from last, last week. week. Yeah. Correct. We've gone down to like you just said, like the 60s. I think Incredible. Monday's supposed to be like 65 or something. Incredible. I've actually been cold yeah. at night and in the morning. In- oh, it's everything. The other morning I was so cold, I didn't know what to do. I was like, what the fuck do <laughs> what I do? Is this? I had to put on a sweatshirt. I had to put mm-hmm. on socks. Yeah. I had to remember what it was like to like put clothes on. Mm-hmm. Like it's I haven't so had to good. do this in so long. So I love it because it's normally so hot here. Like even through Halloween, it'll still be pretty warm, and it feels like this fall they just knock on went wood. For it. Yeah, knock we're, on uh-huh, we're going for it because you're absolutely right. It usually feels like summer up until the week of Halloween, and then it fucking rains <laughs> sometimes. Mm-hmm. I have been watching Squid Game, mm. which we talked about off air last week. Yes. But neither one of us had watched it. Correct. I have not. I'm. I have to start episode five. So I've so watched like the first it. four. Mm-hmm. I like it well enough to keep watching it. Okay. I don't think it's so far. It's not as good as people are hyping it up to be. I'm not surprised. But it could be because maybe like the end is crazy or like okay. the last couple episodes. That's fair. Also, it's dubbed over English, yeah. which I have a hard time with. Yep. But that speaks <clears throat> to how good the show is because there's been many a shows that I really well, wanted won't. to watch and I couldn't because I can't get over the dubbed English. Yeah. And also you have to get used to their style of acting. It is filmed in Korea and they are much more like emotive than Americans. Like their facial expressions are yeah. very dramatic. I kind of expected that from that type of show. Yeah. And so you just have to get used to it. Yeah. But if I was watching good. a drama or something, it would be really hard for me. But that kind of a setting, I yeah. feel like it would be OK. Yes, absolutely. It's definitely OK. And it is very good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I will definitely finish it. Well, that's awesome. So you guys leave us a comment. Let us know what you think of Squid Game because pretty much everybody's watching it. So I haven't watched anything. Um, but last week we talked about how Vans just came out with their horror theme. Yep. Fucking Kylie Jenner came out with her Nightmare on Elm Street makeup collection. Ugh, disgusting. I know. I'm like, girl, stay in your lane. Right. Stay in your lane. Just keep making Awful bathing suits. Oh my That's what God. you need to do. So Cheap I was really disappointed suits. to see that. Also, for Violet this week, it was fire safety week at school. Yep. So we took that as an opportunity. Um, Nick took her to the actual fire station for the mm-hmm. first time. And they lit up the siren for her and all oh, that. Oh, yeah. It was exciting. And then, um, obviously, for Fun Friday, where we do dress up. She was the firefighter and I was her burn victim. A.K.A. Freddy Krueger. Of course. Of course. Why not? Any excuse. Any excuse. Even pulled out the mask. Mm -hmm. So I wore that all day, including to the park. And I got some really weird looks. Not the mask. Not the mask, but still everything else. I mean, parents were just like. (laughs) Okay. So I have a TikTok that I just saw maybe the hour before you came over. And it's. So perfectly encapsul- encapsulates, encapsulates our friendship. And so I want to play it on the podcast. And I think it'd be funny for people, our longtime listeners, to guess who is who. The new listeners, it'll be like the perfect way to describe us if you guys are just meeting us. Okay. So this is a, po- a podcast. 
This is a TikTok by at Lord Dutcher. And he's talking about the best types of friendship. Oh my gosh, I think I I might have seen this. The best friendships are between one person who the world sees as an asshole and one person who the world sees as like the most lovely person of all time. And that is normally because the person who is an asshole is low-key actually kind of nice and the person who is so lovey-dovey is actually low-key kind of an asshole. The best... Okay, so B, which one of us... Is the one that is an asshole, Dude, but I is, am so low key the asshole. Yeah, <laughs> but so who is outwardly the asshole, but is low key the sweetest one? You, me, and yeah. which one of yeah. us is the one that everybody loves so much, right. but is low key the biggest asshole? Me. That's it. <laughs> it nailed it. That's it, why our friendship works so well. Oh my gosh, I absolutely saw that earlier today, and I was like so numb in the moment where I just like I took it in, but couldn't fully appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it absolutely. It's so perfect. It is. It's amazing. So shout out to you for really crawling into this twosome over here. I know it's great. It's I like love it. On the wall, watching us the whole time. We uh. We we work together so perfectly. I think we balance each other out. That's, That's why those friendships work so great. Mm-hmm. So fantastic. I want to ask you really quick. I'm assuming your kids have Monday off. Yeah. But Indigenous Peoples Day. Yes. I was so excited to see that. Yeah. Incredible because I have mad respect. He's not getting rid of Columbus Day. He's not trying to change anything or trying to like erase history but it's like well if you're gonna acknowledge that it's columbus day let's also acknowledge all the horrible fucking shit that came with that um i'll take resiliency i'll take a harder stance and say fuck christopher columbus and i don't think he should have a fucking day i know but he didn't didn't even discover america (laughs) also the vikings were here first so what are we talking about no you can't discover a place that people already Already live What? But that's it. Like, it's not about the discovery. It's about the contributions. All the rape and pillaging. Yeah. Of the indigenous people. All the slavery and killing of babies. No, about the uh, Italian American heritage and everything that it brought and whatnot. I'll just keep watching Jersey Shore. Thank you very much. I would rather they had a fucking day to celebrate Italian heritage. I just feel like if they tried to get rid of columbus day again it's just gonna be like just a tit for tat shit show it's like it's always gonna be this and that it's like fine if we're gonna acknowledge this then we're also gonna acknowledge you're so much more mature than me nope i'm here for the tit and tat shit show (laughs) i don't give a fuck i'm petty i don't give a shit i just want us all to be friends nope not me nope i don't want to be friends with hardly anybody but it's still very cool I'm still, I, I'm hoping to get an extra payday out of it hey. because I know I did when they acknowledged Juneteenth this yeah. year for the first time. Um, I will say, however, I don't even know, I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm assuming you're talking about Governor Newsom because um, you said he. Is that what you're talking about? President. Oh, President Biden. Yeah. I don't know anything about that. Oh. It's always been at least for as long as my kids have gone to their school because they go to the hippie school always been indigenous people's day it's it's like a now recognized yeah yeah, but shout out to my kids school which i'm obviously not going to tell y'all what it is right but my kids go to like a little hippie dippy school and it's always been yeah indigenous people's day at my kids school Mm -hmm. and they um i think it's for fourth grade they really go into like um, Native American studies 
And yes, they don't even like, I'm sure they teach about Christopher Columbus, but yeah, no, Columbus Day doesn't exist at that school. Right. And then we talked about on the previous podcast, like how we respect everyone, you know, dealing with the whole Gabby thing and what's happening, but also the way that it's glossed over. Yeah. The missing and murdered indigenous women. And how we're going to go into that, you said, next month. I November, because yeah. that is Native American Heritage Month. So there you go. So, so we will go into that ties in. Mm-hmm. next month. All right. We talked about the beginning. Yep. We talked about our TikTok squid game. What do you have? I got Zodiac Killer update. Oh, fuck. I totally forgot about that. Did you? Yes. Amazing. Yes. Okay. Hit me. I got you. So, according to CNN, some real news, right? An independent group of cold case investigators came forward on Wednesday. Um, They are the Case Breakers, Mm -hmm. a team of 40 former law enforcement investigators. They identified Gary Francis Post as the Zodiac, Zodiac Killer. They claim they have new physical and forensic evidence and information from eyewitnesses. Um, they filed affidavits and secured decades of pictures and blah, 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 blah. So they're convinced that Gary Francis Post was the Zodiac Killer. But according to SFPD and the FBI, they are not convinced. Oh, I thought they just hadn't spoken about it yet. No, but they they're not on board. All right. Well, OK. Drinking game time. You guys already know what it is. We're going to nail it this time. Probably better than us. We're going to nail it this time. I, f- I can feel it. Take a drink of whatever you're drinking anytime we mention a badass big sister, uh, old THC podcast episode, the monk, the TV show monk. We spill something. We're not in the pod shed and we cheers. Hey, I will cheers to that. Cheers to that. Thanks. Thanks for being here, guys. And we are definitely in the pod shed. We even have blinkies on, which is pretty exciting. So good. This is, I don't know what episode number this is, but this is 57. This is definitely an episode. And we are on episode two of Spooky Season series. And this week, B, we are doing the story. I knew it. And I actually wanted to say it to you. Out of the fucking water. I wanted to say it to you on the podcast for your reaction, but it just didn't happen. Yeah. So we are doing the mysterious legend of Robert the doll, which people say, at least the weird websites I found online, claim could have been the inspiration for Child's Play. Our man. Chucky. Chucky. One of our faves. Wasn't Rob? I'll have to listen to see if I remember Robert the doll being an influence for another horror movie I've watched. Yeah, Yeah. you'll have to listen. Mm -hmm. All right. So I got everything from a website, Atlas Obscura, and a website, Burials and Beyond. That's a article by Kate Shirell. And an episode, I listened to an episode of the podcast, Unexplained Mysteries. (coughs) Are you ready? Unexplained mysteries versus unsolved mysteries. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. I was just processing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Our doll, Robert, is about a 40-inch cloth 
boy doll. He's given to a little boy named Robert Eugene Otto in 1904. 1904. Robert is four years old. He lives in Key West with his parents and his three older siblings in this absolutely gorgeous, like Victorian Key West house that was built in 1890. is still a place of historic interest. You can actually still visit it to this day. It's called the Artist House Incredible. in Key West. It is absolutely gorgeous. I bet. Now, there's a couple different stories of how Robert is given this doll. Okay. The more popular urban legend mm. from the people that live in Key West to this day is that it was given to him by an employee of his parents who is of Caribbean descent. Okay. And that they had seen her. They caught her practicing like voodoo yes in their in their yard Mm -hmm. or on their property Mm -hmm. and they immediately fired her of course and so she put a curse on the doll a voodoo curse yes and then gave the doll to their son robert incredible the more benign story is that one of his family members like an uncle or a grandpa brought the doll from Germany that they were over visiting in Germany and they brought the doll because this doll they linked it to whatever company made this doll who knows the company but it's a German company who was like a high-end toy maker Mm -hmm. but Robert himself the doll wasn't actually part of a line of manufactured dolls he was a -a one-of-a-kind doll that the company made for like a window display and so some very rich family member bought this one-of-a-kind doll and brought it and gave it to four-year-old Robert. Interesting. So either way you have it, it's either still, he's yeah. a voodoo-cursed doll. That's a sus doll, fucking doll, either way. Or he's a one-of-a-kind, snooty, rich German doll. Yeah. He's a special doll. Yeah. So the doll is given to young Robert, who instantly takes a liking to him. We are instantly BFFs with this doll. He even shares clothes with with Robert. And to this day, like his signature look is like a, a boy's like sailor outfit. Mm-hmm. And that was actually one of Robert's outfits okay. from when he was little. He put it on his doll and that's kind of became the doll's like signature look. Yeah. A few weeks into owning the doll, Robert informs his parents that the doll's name is Robert. The mm-hmm. doll wants to be named Robert and the doll does not want to share his name. So oh. from now on, they need to call him Eugene, which is his middle name, which they just shortened to Gene. Okay. So at this point, we have Gene. We have his best friend, Robert. Gene takes Robert everywhere with him. Yep. They are besties. They're going everywhere. Robert even eats dinner at the family dinner table and his parents totally supportive. Of course. They think it's adorable. What harm can come from innocent imaginary play? Of course. Which, by the way, I thought was kind of woke of them for that. Absolutely. For fucking 1904. Are you kidding me? Until some odd things start happening Uh in their household. One of which is they can hear Gene in his playroom talking to Robert, which is fine. They're playing. But then they hear a second voice answer Gene. And it's a very deep, sinister voice (sighs) talking back to their child. And when they rush into the playroom, they always just find Gene playing with Robert. And Gene's like, I'm talking to Robert. And Gene's totally cool. 
Jean's fine. Yeah. Then family and friends have all claimed to have seen Robert's facial expressions change. Oh, my gosh. They claim to have seen him even like change positions when no one's looking. So one minute he'll be facing one way and then they all like look away or they're talking or whatever and they look back and he's just like turned around the other way. Yeah. He's just slightly changed and nobody's moved him. Mm -hmm. Love it. I can't believe this is a real thing. (laughs) It's 1904 in Florida, baby. Anything's possible. Love Florida. (laughs) The parents are basically, the people who are telling them this are like, it's all in your heads. This is silly. Whatever. You guys are. Yeah. It's fine. It's a doll. It's no big deal. So that's the stance that they're taking right now. It's like, ah, it's just a doll. It's just a toy. This is all in our heads. This is stupid. Of course. This is very disrespectful to Robert. Robert doesn't like being disrespected. He wants to be seen. He wants to be treated like the real person that he is. Oh, of course. So one night, the parents wake up to Jean's blood-curdling screams. Oh, They run into Jean's room. His room's been basically destroyed. All the furniture's been thrown about. And they didn't hear any of this. They just heard the screams. They heard the screams wake Mm -hmm. him up. They ask him what is going on. And he points to the foot of his bed where Robert's sitting looking at him. And he Mm. goes, Robert did it. Mm. From that point forward, anything wrong that happens, anything that bad that happens in that house, whether it be noises, messes, broken objects, whatever, Robert did it. It's all Robert's fault. Convenient. Eventually... Jean's toys start getting destroyed and mangled and like the toys that before Robert were like his favorite toys Mm -hmm. they're starting to get broken and destroyed and his parents like why would you do that to your other toys Robert did it Robert's jealous of the toys yeah so he's destroying them okay so the parents at this point put Robert in the attic yeah they lock him away Jean's very upset about it he's very attached to Robert even after everything Robert's done Yes, Gene okay. is very attached to Robert. Mm-hmm. He's very upset, but it is what and it is. Yep, needs to be done. He finishes growing up in that house, eventually moving out. He goes off and studies abroad and becomes an artist and gets married and yada, yada, yada. He comes back in 1945 because his mom has passed away. And I'm assuming his dad had passed away before this because he's there to take over the house because his mom died and left him yeah, the house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So him and his wife, Annette, move back to the house in Key West. And one of the first things he does is go find fucking Robert. Goes and gets Robert out of the attic. Of course. Grown ass man. He gives Robert his own room in the house. He puts Robert in the window so he can see out. Mm -hmm. And he even purchases like two scale furniture for Robert, like Mm -hmm. a little chair and a table and stuff. And that's Robert's room. If you're married to this guy. Well, Annette's not thrilled about it. Yeah. She gets real eebie-jeebies from Robert. You and from Jean's new stance about Robert. You marry this man never having seen or probably heard of this doll. Well, Jean starts to pick up his old habits. He starts taking Robert places with him. He starts speaking to Robert and he also starts talking to other people about Robert like he's a real person. But when the doll's not around, 
he's still talking about him. Like him and his buddy Robert are doing whatever it is they're doing. Looking out the window. But like I'm saying, like after the dog got locked up and he moves on to have this. He never let it go. He never let it go. He never let go of Robert. And in fact, because he's a famous, he's a painter and he's actually a very successful painter. But he spends a lot of his time painting. And so he'll spend a lot of his time painting in a room quietly with Robert. And Robert Mm -hmm. just watches him paint. He does his thing. They hang out. Now, the children of the neighborhood are skeeved out. Yeah. The reason they're skeeved out is because this motherfucker, Gene, put Robert in the window to stare out. And the kids in the neighborhood will attest to the fact that they have seen him move windows. So they'll be walking down the street. Robert will be in his window. They'll do whatever. They'll look over. Robert will be in the next window in the next room over. And it'll be like too fast for anybody to have like physically moved him. Oh my God. And same thing where they've seen like, oh, facial expressions change. They just get like a very menacing vibe from the doll staring at them from the window. Okay. So the kids in the neighborhood start avoiding the house. Oh, my God. Okay. Visitors to the house are now reporting hearing footsteps upstairs when there's nobody upstairs or even like footsteps in the attic. And they hear like children's like giggling and voices coming from the upstairs. Obviously, there's no children. Actually, Jean and Annette never had kids. So... That's weird. Yeah. That's That's suspicious. Incredible. (laughs) I can't. In 1974, Jean dies. The first thing Annette does. Oh, my God. Leaving her alone in the house with the doll. So, first of all, we should say Annette put up with this shit for like 30 years. From 1945 to 1974. Pause. You got to get rid of the doll. (laughs) Like I just can't it. believe she she put up with it for how, what how, no, what's the math get a dog and pretend like oops the dog ate the doll like the dog chewed I don't know it, if like, you want to do that to Robert well, you try to throw it away right no? well what Annette does is she locks him in a trunk in the attic oh okay. she doesn't totally get rid of him but she locks him back away in the attic in a no, trunk you gotta burn it bitch a year later she sells the house to a woman named Myrtle not her fucking problem anymore so Myrtle. Oh my god. Myrtle moves into this gorgeous house. Myrtle, no. <laughs> and she starts to experience the same things. She can hear footsteps coming from the attic. She can hear giggling and just like kind of all around noises until she finally explores long enough and deep enough to find Robert in the trunk. She decides the best thing to do is to like move him out to the main part of the house. Yeah, that's the best thing to do. Mm-hmm. Welcome her him. and her visitors also, uh, having no like n- history of knowing about Robert, say the same things are happening. They can see his facial expressions change. Okay. Uh, that he can like move like on his own, basically. Yeah. Very interesting. They report that if anybody's like ever like talking shit about Gene or Jean's family who lived there previously. Like, Ooh. can you believe they sold us this shit with this creepy fucking doll? His facial, his facial expression will change and get, like, irritated yeah. because you're talking shit about his boy, Gene. Dang. Myrtle, Myrtle and Robert lived together for 20 years. Eventually, Myrtle moves out in 1994, and she brings Robert with her mm-hmm. to her new place. He's not fucking happy. He doesn't like this new house. So he starts locking Myrtle in rooms. 
rooms that she knows she didn't lock the door. She goes to leave the room. She can't get the fucking door open. And so this happens enough that she figures out it's Robert and he's not happy. (sighs) So she finally donates Robert to the Key West Art and Historic Society where they promptly give him to like a museum who's stoked to have him. He's this, you know, incredible one of a kind, one of a kind German doll. Yeah. But they just put him in like a box in the storage room while they figure out what you to do. You don't disrespect Robert. Disrespected Robert. He's not fucking having it. So even though he's in this box in the storage room, the staff, this is in the 90s, okay? We're past the point of like old-timey legend. Yeah. This is within our lifetime. Yeah. The staff of the 90s report seeing this motherfucker run around the storage room. Oh my god. In a white blur. Because he moves so fast. Right. And he scurries around the storage room and he scurries around corners and he's Why super is fast. This scarier than last week. <laughs> Why am I nervous? <laughs> they try to tell the museum's curator about this, like the HBIC, right? Oh, the HBIC. Head bitch in charge. Right. Oh my goodness. And she's like, You guys are fucking crazy. What are you talking about? No, bitch. And so one night she's working late. And she can never repeat to people what happened to her that night and what she saw. But what we do know is what she saw was so scary that she ran out of the museum without locking the door behind her, without turning off the lights, without even taking her bicycle, which she takes to and from work and (laughs) ran. Just ran. All the way home. Left her bicycle. And when she showed up to work the next day and the staff were like, hey, the door was unlocked and the lights were on. Your fucking your bike was here. here. What, what happened? She's, she I don't know. Could not tell them. She couldn't. She was so scared. How she could couldn't she repeat go it. Back? I don't know. How could she go back? In the next few weeks after that, all the lights start turning on by themselves. And I don't mean just like one light or two lights. All. They'll turn everything off at night. Yeah. Leave. Lock up. And then all the lights will turn back on at once. Yeah. Of the entire museum. Right. They're like, okay, it's obviously fucking Robert, right? So one of the museum staff comes up with the genius idea of like, okay, let's make Robert his own display. Yeah. He gets his own area. Whatever he wants. Keep him in glass. Can no one else hear him talk? Only Gene? I don't know. because They see him move so and the, they see the expression. So remember, the parents heard the second voice. Right. That's true. And, and they've then heard, like giggles. People have heard giggling and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but he, it doesn't seem like he's talking to anybody else but Gene. Right. Okay. But he's like giving off a vibe. Yeah. Because Gene, it was clear. Like, obviously, like, bro, you need to change your name. And this is what yeah, yeah, I yeah, want. Yeah. Like for these museum people, unless he's expressing what he wants, they're only left to assume what's going to make this doll fucking happy yes so they go out on a limb create the robert his own display with respect and they even get him his own toy a small stuffed dog oh that's cute because robert is a real entity and he wants his own toys to play with yeah but now visitors can see robert okay and when visitors show up and they're acting like they do which I guess Robert could see as being rude, they're leaving cursed. And these curses range from their cameras getting all fucked up. Like they can't even take a picture of Robert because they'll say their battery's dead. And then when they leave the museum, all of a sudden their camera's like fully charged because this is back in like digital camera days. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. 
their pictures just being fucked in general. Right. So like they'll try to take pictures of Robert and they all come out distorted. Yeah. And no other pictures on their cameras like that. Okay. Or one guy had taken pictures all over the museum and vacation and stuff. And all of those pictures had been changed to pictures of Robert. So just like weird shit. And this so some is some people can't get any pictures of Robert. And, and some people guy, only get pictures of Robert. Wow. And this is happening in I the two thousands. I have chills. In the two thousands, this is going on. Also, lots of other weird stuff. People will leave and like, you know, just like small, like bad luck calamity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not great stuff, but not like deadly stuff. Yeah, yeah. But just, you know, kind of bad luck. So the museum comes up with a set of rules if you want to visit Robert. These are the rules you need to follow to stay safe. First of all, mind your fucking P's and Q's and show some fucking respect. Introduce yourself. Let him know who you are. Let him know it's very nice to meet him. Be excited. Show excitement that you're there. You're really excited to meet him. Ask his permission to take pictures of him and then make sure that you thank him for his time and his presence and whatever. Just right. be kind. Incredible. And respectful. These are the written rules of At this museum. museum. <laughs> now, if you break the rules, you might be fucked. The museum has started over the handful of years getting letters to Robert. They get about one to three letters a day on average. Okay. And this is going on for years. Yeah. So now it's thousands of letters right. of people who have visited Robert and had apparently been rude or disrespectful and are now basically begging Robert for forgiveness. Okay. To forgive them for their transgressions, lift the curse off of them. Yeah. They're so sorry. These letters describe anything from like, oh, they lost their wallet or they broke their leg or they got into a car accident or they got divorced mm-hmm. or they lost their job or they nearly died. Yeah. Or their pets died or some illness has befallen them. Like, there's some pretty bad stuff that happens to them. And for whatever reason, these people get it in their mind that it basically happened because, because of the doll. they didn't follow the rules and they were disrespectful to Robert. Yeah. They even start sending in gifts to ask for his forgiveness. They send in the type of stuff you normally send into a child, candy and toys and stuff. Mm-hmm. They even sent him in weed sometimes. Wow. And it's to be said that the the employees of the museum take this so seriously that they do not touch his gifts. They don't put the gifts in his display because it would obviously be too crowded. Yeah. But they, you know, they acknowledge the gifts in front of Robert and then they put him in a room and nobody takes them or throws them away or steals them. Like not even the weed. You know how serious something has to be for your teenage fucking museum staff employee to to not take the weed? Right? Oh, my gosh. Now, currently, in modern day. So, right. Real quick. So, all of his presents are just in a room? I'm assuming so. That's what it sounded like. They're not getting rid of them. to open them. They might open it in front of him. Okay. I mean, he's in a glass display. Yeah. Okay. But they might do it in front of him and then put it away somewhere. Yeah. And so that he knows, like, this is yours. Mm-hmm. We're not getting rid of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're just keeping it safe for you. Okay. That was the vibe I got from uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Now, current days, online and all of that, people think that if you are rude about Robert online, if you slander him online and say he's not real and this is all make-believe and whatever... 
that you will also be cursed. Okay. This has started the hashtag on Twitter. Hashtag sorry, Robert. Okay. So let it be known. We are not disrespecting Robert. We, no, of course not. We're telling a story. We are telling his story to the we best are of our ability. Yeah, we're educating people. That's right. The current owners of the artist home, they because they've turned it into like a bed and breakfast, I believe. Okay. Some like famous paranormal investigator down in Florida came to like check out the house. Mm-hmm. And he brought up Robert to the current owners. And they were like, that's bullshit. He's just a toy. It's just a doll. And they had reported no paranormal activity in the house before that. And they started talking shit about Robert saying he was just a toy and yada, yada, yada. yada. And then fucking objects started to levitate in the house. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, watch what you say. Right. Right. And that is pretty much the story of Robert the doll. That's incredible. He's still in that museum in Key West, Florida. You can still visit him. Mind your manners. Oh, my gosh. Watch what you say. Never wanted to go to Florida before. (laughs) And I will say a couple of things that came up while just typing in Robert the doll is apparently people make like the plushy version of him, yeah. like the stuffed animal <gasps> version. I was just going to ask you what he looks like. Oh, well, it's funny. You should ask what he looks like now. I'll show you a picture. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I'll show you a picture, too. But I actually have a description. I think it's from that Atlas Obscura article. Hold on. And I'll let you know what he looks like now. Yeah. Because he's a million years old. He is a young 114 (laughs) years old, I believe. I bet you still look good, boo. This is how they describe him in that article. A little boy in a sailor suit, his careworn face is only vaguely human. His nub of a nose looks like a pair of pinholes. He is covered in brown Nyx-like scars. His eyes are beady and black. He wears a malevolent smirk. Clasped in his lap, he's holding his own toy, a dog with garish popping eyes and two big tongue lolling crazily out of its mouth. Wow, that's quite the description. Yes, but I will show you a picture, B. Right. Please hold. Because I'm here and I have eyes and I can see. You are listening. Ha ha ha. I know, but I just also, that description was so. It was so good. Oh, yeah. Okay. I like it. That's Robert. It does look like a very innocent. Yeah. I think that for me was the biggest juxtaposition between Mm -hmm. him and Chucky is like, he looks like a very sweet. Absolutely. Innocent doll. Yeah. And the cute little sailor suit. Yeah. And the same thing can be said for like the real Annabelle and the Annabelle. much cuter. Of the The Conjuring. conjuring. Mm -hmm. Like that Annabelle doll is terrifying, but the real Annabelle is like a little orphan Annie doll. Correct. It's like a rag doll. Exactly. She looks so cute. Raggedy Andy. Yeah. So, yes, if you want to look at pictures, I will for sure post them on Instagram. Now, the big twist is that we really shit the bed here. Oh. I was so excited to have something, anything we could tie to child's play. I could tie it. Oh, I know that. That's not what I'm saying. I didn't realize until about, like I said, an hour before you got to my house, There are not one, but two, but at least three movies because it's the Curse of Robert the Doll series. And I saw at least like two extra sequels. So it's like the Curse of the Robert the Doll one, Curse of the Robert Doll two, three. So we could have just literally done this and then the actual movie based on Robert Eh, the Doll. That is not the movie I was I was thinking of at all. Oh, okay. 
But I just thought it was so funny because I was like, oh, shit. Like, we're, it barely is like Chucky, but there's an actual movie based on Robert. I got you, girl. We got voodoo. We got friends till the end. We got, yeah. right? There, there was definitely a lot of ties there, but I just yeah. thought it was funny that we could have done an actual um. movie based on Robert. But whatever. We wouldn't have even known, um, no offense, Robert, I would not have realized about Robert until I was trying to find something to tie into Chucky. Yeah. I was looking for a movie based that Chucky was mm-hmm. based on and that led me to the story of Robert. Incredible. So otherwise, we would have never even done Robert's story, so how would we have known? Right. So it's all totally worth it in the end. All right. What do you think of the story, B? I of think Robert the doll. I shooketh. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm more afraid of that story than I am of the exorcism of Dolls Annalise and yeah. Emily Rose. Right. Well, wasn't the girl. Oh, yeah. Annalise Michael mm-hmm. or or Mitchell. I could have been saying it wrong all last week. Who knows? Who knows? Probably somebody in Germany. But yeah. So obsessed. But the movie I'm thinking of is the parents go out of town and they leave a babysitter to watch their quote unquote like child. And the child. We talked about that. Yeah. We talked about that. On the um, Danny Laplatte episode. Okay. Yes. Feeling froggy. Yes. Feeling yes, froggy. Yes. Because you watched that movie on like Netflix mm-hmm, that I really liked. Mm-hmm. But we had brought up, I think it's called The Boy. I think Yes. And yes. it has Maggie from The Walking Dead. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Look but we you. have talked about that on the Danny Laplatte episode. Mm. I forgot that fucking episode. Wow. Mm. Feeling froggy. Incredible. Love it. Well, that was great. I loved everything about that. Okay. And I love everything about this movie. I was going to say, did you just watch the original Child's Play? Yes. I did not go into all of them because there's the seed of the bride of the child of the... So here's a little best friend pop quiz. What is the only Chucky movie we've seen in the theater together? Bride of? Yeah. Yeah. And we saw it on Halloween. Amazing. I wouldn't have remembered that. Yeah, I remember because we dressed up for Halloween and then went to. What did we dress up as? I was dressed up as like, I don't know what you were dressed up as. I was dressed up as like a harem girl because I already had that costume because I was in that Aladdin play in middle school. Yeah. Hmm. So I already had it like out Hmm. and about. Yeah. I don't know um, what you were dressed as, but I know me, you and like our two friends all dressed up. We go to Concord. Oh, that's right. People know that we're from the Bay Area. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, giving away yeah, our location. We don't live there. No. Isn't that where we went? The, yes. The we went theater. to Brendan Movie Theater yeah. in Concord. Yeah. And we saw, we paid to see The Bride of Chucky. And then we snuck into, I think, Rush Hour oh, two course. or three. Right. Because what else are you going to do at that age? I love it. Incredible. And top off? Absolutely. Oh, God. All right. Before I start yapping. Going on and on about one of my favorite movies of all time. Now, I will give you a little history on Child's Play before you go on and on and on. Please. Child's Play might be the first movie that actually scared me. I love that. Because I saw it. When did it come out? 88. Right. So I saw it when I was really young. Yeah. So if it came out in 88, we were three. I was definitely older than that. Mm -hmm. I was probably like six playing with dolls <clears throat> probably but my cousins were watching it and they were a little bit older than me mm-hmm. and i remember we were staying the night at like my grandma's house and my mom and i were sharing a guest bed okay 
And I snuck down because my mom was asleep. And I snuck out to go watch Child's Play with my older cousins. And they weren't that much older than me, but they were like, you know, kid age. And I was like a little kid, right? And I watched it with them. And um, is this the one? No spoilers. Is this the one where he cuts the guy's Achilles tendon with a knife? No. Oh. So maybe we were watching a different child's play. There's like, again, there's so many. Right. The point is, is I saw that part because he came out from underneath a bed and did that. And then I wasn't actually scared watching it. But then when I had to go back into like that dark bedroom where there was like a big underneath the bed that was really dark. I mean, he definitely comes out from a bed. Yeah, maybe. I don't know what it was. The point is, is I remember like leaping into bed to try to avoid that like under the bed area. So funny because the one I remember most vaguely watching as a child is the one where they end up back at the toy store and they fall into the vat of like plastic. Mm hmm. And then the blood mixes in with the plastic and all that. And I think that was probably the second one. Yeah. The third one they go, the the kid goes to like military school or something. I think that's the one I'm thinking of. Oh. But maybe not. Not if I was that young. I could just be mixing them all up. Uh, Again. Yeah. There's so many. All right. So let's get into it. The original OG pre-scars on his face. Fresh doll. On a dark, stormy night, Detective Mike Norris is calling for backup on his radio, stating he's in pursuit of the Strangler. Fun fact, Detective Mike is also the voice of Jack Skellington. Oh, fun. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really cool. Does he sound like Jack Skellington? Not at all. Oh, fun. I would never have put the two together. Yeah, cool. Mm -hmm. The two men are very action movie shootout, uh-huh. running down the street, jumping behind cars. Not rolling. actually hitting anything with any bullets. <laughs> uh, but eventually our suspect does get hit in like the shoulder. And just as this is all going down, he sees his getaway car like driving away like mm, cops are on to you. Dang. I'm bouncing, leaving your ass behind. You're left for dead. So he breaks into a toy store. And looking for a place to hide, we see a wall of dolls. Yeah. And not just any doll. A wall of good guy dolls stacked as high as the ceiling. So, again, we have another, like, action, run around, shoot em up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Exciting scene. When finally losing a ton of blood, our guy finally falls to the ground and he starts reciting some chant, something maybe voodoo. Okay. Right. Transporting his spirit out of his physical form and into a good guy doll. Absolutely. Okay. And I will say real quick, because we keep throwing around the term voodoo, we do know that voodoo is a real thing and it is a real, I don't know if you want to call it a religious, pa- a spiritual practice. Yeah, I'm not saying this with air quotes. Yeah. Yes. No, this is just when I did the research for this and then in the movie, it's a term that people throw around. It is obviously not connected to actual voodoo. Right. Just as with any religion that we speak about on the podcast. Yeah. We're just, we're just saying back what mm-hmm. the articles and the movies tell us. 
So we go from this to <clears throat> a happy birthday banner <laughs> and a large rectangular present wrapped beneath. Oh, I wonder what it is. Right? The little boy's in the kitchen dressed in his good guy PJs and he's making breakfast for him and his mom. And a commercial pops on TV for the brand new good guy dolls and all the fun things they can do on sale in a store near you, blah, blah, blah. And he's like eyeballing his present. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'll see you. Mm, smile across his face. <laughs> we see his mom, Karen, waking up. And we learn that today is her son, Andy's sixth birthday. <laughs> the kid that plays Andy in this movie, Alex Vincent, is also the Andy in a lot of the Child's Play movies. Mm-hmm. And will be the Andy in the series that will debut on the day that this episode drops. I believe the 12th. And Tuesday. wasn't I the one that told you about it? Yeah. Hey, how no, exciting. I was hoping that it would debut at the same time so I could review like the first episode. Yeah. But it is on Tuesday when our next episode drops. Great. So you'll have a review for the following yes. episode. So Andy from the day one Day one OG Andy. Is going to be in the show. Can't wait. Mm -hmm. On TV, news is reporting a shootout at the toy store in the morning at 3 a.m. Oh, wow. Shocking. What does 3 a.m. remind us of? The bewitching hour. Oh, last week's episode? Last week's episode, 55. And so we had briefly talked. um, I think you were smart enough to remember the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I'm not smart enough. I was just raised Catholic, but I hear you. But I also read that um, they said that Jesus died at 3 p.m. And it's the inverted time. Exactly. Just like the upside down cross. Yes. Which we've talked about. So, so. I actually read that while you were talking last week. And then I got too drunk to remember to Amazing. bring it back up at the end. <laughs> but I did. I was reading that while you were talking to see the the, the 3 a.m. thing. And mm-hmm. I read it. And then I got drunk. And I forgot about it. But yeah, it's the inverted time of And Jesus we've talked death. about how no one could figure out the upside down cross with Nick. And it's like, come on, people. Let's get go. with it. Get yeah. with your Satanism. <laughs> Also, time is a construct. <laughs> the shootout results in the death of notorious Lakeshore Strangler Charles Lee Ray, responsible for the murder of at least 22 people. So when you sent me the text, this is the movie that you're doing. And I know nothing about Robert. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I know for a fucking fact that Charles Lee Ray is not a real person because guaranteed 13 year old me researched the fuck out of this and yeah. tried to figure out like a real live link. Yeah. So I just I'm so appreciative that now as adults that you can kind of put it together for me. Robert. Mm-hmm. All Andy wants to do is open his presents and he is sorely disappointed when he finds not a good guy doll. But clothes. Mm. No kid wants fucking clothes on their birthday or Christmas or whatever. So Karen feels horrible. But as a single mom, she can't afford a brand new good guy doll. Yeah. Like they're hot right now. Yep. And you can't explain that to a frustrated six-year-old. So at work later that day, Karen's being informed by her BFF and coworker Maggie. There's a guy in the alley behind the department store where they're working, and he's got a doll on the cheap. Oh, right. 
Why is he selling dolls in alleyways? Hey. So Karen's a little like, eh, at first. She doesn't want to get in trouble at work. But Maggie reminds her, like, this is it. You want to make your kid happy? This is the closest we're going to get. This is your chance. So Karen breaks the rules. Okay, Karen. And we go into the alleyway. And the doll is perfect. So she gets the doll, goes back in. And, of course, her douchebag department store manager guy is like, you broke the rules, Karen. So he makes her work that night on Andy's birthday. Is this the Karen origin story? Right. Is this how Karen's <laughs> turned so fucking evil? Because yeah. she sounded like she was pretty cool. And then one day... A manager made her work mm-hmm. overtime on, on her son's, her birthday. son's sixth birthday. And then <laughs> the fucking mm-hmm. malevolent Karen was exactly. born. Exactly. So Maggie obviously feels horrible. And so she's like, of course, I'm going to watch Andy for mm-hmm. you. And Karen manages to slip away on her lunch break so she could pick up Andy from school and take him home and give him his... Good guy doll. Yay! And like I said, the doll is perfect. Uh, Immediately upon opening him, he says his line with ease. Hi, I'm Chucky. Want to play? It's everything Andy hoped for and more. So we're going to pause and talk about the voice of Chucky. Let's do it. Okay. He is played by Brad Dourif. And he, again, has always been the voice of Chucky. Fantastic. Right? We've had a million Michael Myers, a million Jason Voorhees. I love how consistent these movies are. Yes. Even how off the wall they've gone. Yeah. They've they've taken such a hard left. But even the original, it's like... You know, it's always kind of like the funny step kid of the horror movie genre. Absolutely. So <laughs> I really respect it. I love it. It's mm-hmm. like a family. And again, he will be continuing with Andy in the series. <laughs> Bless his heart. Right? I love it. But more importantly, he is also Sheriff Brackett in the 2007 Halloween remake. Oh. Mentioned in episode 17 for our Ed. Kemper. Look at that. Right? So drink up. Yes. Lovely drink up to that. Almost a whole year later we're doing this. Halloween episode, spooky season. We're tying it together. Yes, we're all here. We're all together. That night, a very happy Andy is playing in the living room with his new BFF. Best friends forever. Best friends till the end. As the TV once again reports news of Charles Lee Ray shooting the the whole death, whatever. And this gets the doll's attention. And he can rotate his head on his own in the direction of the TV. And does Andy see this? Yes. Ooh. Andy's talking to the doll. Yeah. Right? They are BFFs. Just like you said, only the two of them can hear each other. He right. fully believes that Chucky is alive. He also, do we know the other good guys? Are they also uh-uh. named Chucky? I are don't. Are they all named Chucky? I don't know. Okay. No, because this is Charles Lee Ray. Oh, duh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chucky's yeah. his that name. That was a dumb no. thing to ask. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the other good guys' names are. Yeah. Um, just as Chucky asks Andy if he wants to play, Maggie informs Andy it's time for bed. And of course, Andy asks if he can stay up late because according to him... 
Chucky wants to watch the nine o'clock news. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're a six year old, ask you to stay up to watch the news. Like it's his birthday. He wants to stay up late. Like, come on, motherfucker. Like, could you imagine? Like, right. uh, it's my birthday. Can I please I stay up to the watch news. the news? She turns off the TV and takes both Andy and the doll to bed. While cleaning up the kitchen, Maggie hears from the living room as the nine o'clock news is blaring from the TV. And who's sitting in the chair watching? Mm. It's not Andy. No. (laughs) It's Chucky. She accuses Andy of playing tricks and putting the doll there. He, of course, has no idea. That does not sound like our sweet Andy. Nope. He's got no idea what she's talking about. Maggie's like, look, it's your birthday. I don't want to fight with you. Let's just agree to disagree. Go to bed. Mm -hmm. Right? Take your weird doll with you. Right? Andy's asleep. So Maggie's sitting on the couch in the living room to read as we see the door to Andy's bedroom open. Mm -hmm. And we hear the (laughs) pitter-patter of little tiny feet scurrying across the floor. Maggie thinks she's hearing things, assumes it's Andy fucking with her. She's walking around the apartment thinking she's going crazy when suddenly the phone rings. It's Karen. Yeah. Just calling to check in. She can tell Maggie's freaked out. She's like, what's going on? Is Andy okay? Like, are you cool? And Maggie's just like, it's cool. I have like the heebie-jeebies, like you were saying. Like, it's just a weird fucking vibe. Right. You know, just like the sound of children playing, the the feet across the floor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Once off the phone, she turns around and comes face to face with Chucky. He's crawled up onto the kitchen counter. Mm -hmm. And he whacks her in the middle of the head with a hammer. Yes. The blow so hard, it causes her to fall backwards out the kitchen window, falling about five stories before landing on a car and dying on impact. Jesus. Mm -hmm. When Karen eventually gets home, uh, she obviously sees the building surrounded by police, medical, and news, and she instantly knows something's happened to Maggie. She finds Andy and his good guy doll with Detective Mike being told of the accident. Mm-hmm. On the kitchen counter, there are very small footprints <laughs> left in flour that match the bottom of Andy's good guy doll pajamas. His little mm-hmm. feety pajamas. And Karen's like, fuck, no. You're not trying to insinuate that my six-year-old fucking killed my best friend. Right. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) And not just killed her, but like horrifically killed her. Also, I've had two six-year-olds. I'm working on a third. They're not strong enough to stick a hammer in someone's head and shove them out a window. She tells them all to fuck off and leave. Goes into Andy's room to find out what really happened as she overhears him talking to Chucky. At what point do you start getting creeped out as a parent? I'm done. Right now. Right. You've reached your limit. I'm done. Yep. You're dead. And and Violet's talking to a doll. (laughs) And I'm a single mom. Yeah. The doll is going in the garbage. The child is going to grandma and grandpa's and I'm going to a motel. (laughs) Yeah. That's so funny. (laughs) 
Andy informs his mom that Chucky's real name is Charles Lee Ray. And he told Andy that Maggie was a real bitch who caught what was coming to her. (laughs) (laughs) So fucking good. The six year old just looks his mom dead in the face like, yeah, Maggie was a real bitch. (laughs) R.I.P. Maggie, but that's real funny. So Karen, who's had a fucking day, right? (laughs) Like she's had a fucking day is like enough. You know the difference between real and imaginary. You know Chucky's a doll. But also snapping at her six-year-old realizes, like, he's also had his whole world turned upside down. It's been a lot. The whole fucking thing's a mess. So she's like, call it even. Right? No one's right. No one's wrong. Let's just get some rest. (laughs) How do you sleep in that apartment, though? The, One way or the other, your best friend oh, not died only, there. Not only that, the very next day, Karen's dropping Andy and Chucky off at school. Yeah. The very next day. Yeah, it's the 80s. Right? Ain't no kids going to therapy in the 80s. Andy and Chucky are being dropped off at school like nothing fucking happened. I will say she does at least at like he, she asked, are you okay? <laughs> oh, lovely. Like, are you good? <laughs> As soon as Karen walks away, Andy and Chucky take off in the opposite direction. They take the subway to a fucking seedy part of town, like a skid row situation. Yeah. Under a fucking freeway. Yeah. Like shameless. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They find an abandoned house turned cracked in where Ray's accomplice is sleeping. We see Chucky sneak away from Andy so he can go into the house and he turns on the gas to the stove. Okay. Okay. He makes enough noise to alert his former partner that someone's in the house, prompting him to shoot his gun and blowing up the whole house because it's Hollywood magic. Yep. Andy's in the front yard. (laughs) Just standing there looking for his doll, like, Chucky, and the fucking house explodes. Karen gets called into the police station, not having a clue that not only has her kid not been at school, but now he's been at a fucking crack den that exploded. Could you imagine what the police think about Karen? And he's in custody. Oh, my God. (laughs) Could you imagine? We see an interview room. Clearly, without Karen's consent, Andy is telling an officer what he believes happened the night of Maggie's death. His story is that he left Chucky on the counter during the night and it must have scared Maggie so much that she tripped and fell out the window. And tripped and put a hammer in her head. Sure. I mean, when she falls on the car, I guess it's like you just assume whatever wounds. Right. That's true. When Karen finds out, she's clearly upset. But surprisingly, unlike a lot of films, she's not upset with the cops. She's upset with Andy. Yeah? Like, bro, it's a fucking doll, homie. (laughs) Like, get over it. Like, just tell us what's going on. Andy's pissed. Like, this doll sucks. He's been lying to me, and now I'm in trouble for shit I didn't do. So he's having a tantrum, and he starts hitting the doll, saying it's a stupid robot. (sighs) Finally, he says that Chucky is going to kill him, 
for telling the truth and for not keeping Chucky's secret. So Andy is taken away. Mm-hmm. Right. He's put into a hospital for evaluation and Karen goes home with Chucky. Leave the fucking doll. Leave Crazy. the doll. Crazy. No. Why? We're going to take this fucking doll home, I guess, to comfort your son when he comes back from the hospital. I don't know. While cleaning up the apartment, Karen finds a box or not a box, the box that the good guy doll came in. She goes to take it out to the trash. What does she find in the box? Mm. The doll's batteries. Mm-hmm. They were never put in. Bum, bum, bum. When she checks the doll to confirm, sure enough, no batteries. And just as she looks, the doll's head spins around to say, Hi, I'm Chucky. Want to play? <coughs> Before falling from her arms and rolling underneath the couch. Oh, my God. What do you do? I burn the apartment down. (laughs) (laughs) What do you do? I for sure leave. I'm not looking under that couch. No. Karen's a badass. Motherfucker pulls him out from under the couch and is about to torch his ass in the fireplace. Yep. But I don't know. I guess she she like gets aggressive with the doll. Like, what do you have to say now, bitch? Oh, Chucky has lots to say. Yeah. Because just like you don't disrespect Robert. Yeah. You don't disrespect Chucky. And he says, fuck you, you stupid bitch. I'll cut you, blah, blah. (laughs) And they fight. Amazing. Right? And just, I think you've mentioned before how your kids are like, how is Chucky scary? Yeah. Right? He's a doll. This doll can fucking fight. He's so fast. The way he can literally. He scurries about. All over your body. Yeah. Just like a spider. Yeah. Right? Biting you. Pulling your hair, stabbing you. Plus, you have to get over the shock value of that a is doll a fucking, coming to life. Exactly. So it, she's just like, it's it's a battle. And they fall to the ground. Before Karen can see, Chucky takes off, leaving the apartment. She tries to chase him. But obviously, like I said, he's fucking fast. Just like Robert. Right? Not knowing what to do, she goes to Detective Mike, trying to convince him Andy wasn't lying. The detective. Oh, How my God. do you tell this? Right? Like, this bitch is on crack. So, typical of most of the cops we've talked about. Episode six. Chicken hell. Chicken hell. Chicken hell. Chicken from, hell from <laughs> Ranch House. 23. Strong Island. 28. West of Satanic. Just to name a few. Police assume Karen's crazy. Crazy mom, crazy kid, crazy family. In all fairness, all those other ones you mentioned, those police were in the wrong. In this case... The doll, right? Listen, you would also think the mom was crazy. Mm-hmm. But unlike those officers, Detective Mike sympathizes enough with everything Karen's been through, not to mention what he's also been through, because he was there the night that Charles Lee Ray mm-hmm. died, right? Mm-hmm. He was a part of it. He at least follows her. Okay. He's like, check it. I don't believe anything you're saying. Go home. Sleep. Right. But doesn't believe she's going to do that. So he's like, the least I can do is just try to keep her alive. Okay. Right. So I, res- I respect it. Cop in the 80s. Yeah, he's right? trying. It's a good thing he did. Because as she's walking through <clears throat> these fucking crazy alleyways of whatever city they're in, I don't know where they are. 
she almost gets raped. Oh, shit. And they have, so he comes in, saves her from that. They eventually find the guy who sold her the doll. Mm -hmm. And they find out that he got it from the toy store that burnt down the night that the detective was with Charles Lee Ray. The whole thing. Okay. So now the detective's like, it's getting sus, bro. Right? And Karen can see that he's putting things together and he's not sharing any of this shit with her. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, well, fuck you. Like, if you're not going to help me, I can do this on my own. Okay. She's like, let's go to the building. But I guess after Charles Lee Ray died and transferred into the doll, the toy store was struck by lightning because of his ritual. Yeah. The toy store burned down. Mm -hmm. So this is where I realized that I was like, oh, this is a different movie than the movie I have in my head. Yeah. Right. Because they can't go back to the toy store if it's burned down. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. So now alone. Oh, he takes Karen home. Tells her the best thing she can do is rest. Now alone. Detective Mike is in his car. He's driving. He's going to light a cigarette with his fucking car lighter, which they don't exist anymore. Nope. Now it's just where you charge your phone. Uh Uh-huh. As Chucky appears from the back seat with some kind of rope and he's choking Mike and Mike's struggling to keep control of the car. Quick thinking, he uses the cigarette lighter. Yep. He burns Chucky. And Chucky loosens his grip enough that Mike can break free. But it's not long before Chucky's back, this time with a butcher knife. Jesus. Trying to stab him through the seat. And he can't get him from the back of the seat, so he goes from under and he almost gets him in the balls. Yeah. And it reminds me of Freddy Krueger. The... Final nightmare or last nightmare, like the the most current one, mm-hmm. because the guy is driving home to get to the real like Heather, and he gets the claws to the nuts yes. as he's driving, right? Totally, Freddy vibes episode twenty seven. Mike loses control, flips the car. He's trapped underneath as Chucky is doing his best to continue to stab him, but. The detective manages to shoot Chucky in the chest, and Chucky takes off running. Now, knowing who's possessing her kid's doll, Karen decides to go to the last known residence of Charles Lee Ray, hoping to find some answers. And we have the picture-perfect serial killer home. Yes. All right, we've got demonic symbols painted on the wall, we got mannequins stacked up. Wow. We got murals of some guy that looks like fucking Candyman Ooh. with the words, oh, thank you, mighty damn Bella for the life after death painted in red. I'm getting episode three, remember your mask. I'm getting um, episode 27, summer of, or 26, summer of Sam. Mm-hmm. Right. The detective finds Karen there. And he does not reveal to her what's just gone down between him and Chucky. Oh, really? You came with that to yourself? Right. But he's like more willing to help her. I would fucking hope so. Right. 
You're the only other person on earth who knows what's going on. We learn that the Candyman looking guy is a real person, a known accomplice of Chucky. And the next thing we see is Chucky going to see this man. Uh Uh-oh. This man is John. And John taught him the spell that allowed him to transfer his soul into the doll or whatever, which was a voodoo ritual. Thanks, John. You're a real one. Mm Mm-hmm. And Chucky's upset to learn that even though he cheated death, his new form in the doll is turning human the longer he stays in it. Okay. So if he stays in the doll long enough, he can still be hurt. Right. Like he can be killed. And the only person he can transfer into is the first person he revealed his real identity to, and that was... Andy. Andy. So, Chucky is kind of excited at this point, because think about it. You're an adult going into a child's body. Right. You get a second chance at everything. A whole new one. Right? Now, my question is, is does Chucky want a second chance to try to, like actually make better no, choices and be a better not. person absolutely not. he's like oh another choice for as much mayhem he can start killing as possible. At, yeah at six he gets another chance to just fucking destroy everything mm-hmm. also does this answer our question that we were talking about a few days ago about why chucky starts off so pristine and then ends up really scarred up oh. and hurt or whatever it's because he can physically be hurt now mm-hmm. Doesn't make any sense by the end of the movie. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah. Good, 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 good. No, none of it makes any sense. I, I kind of don't want it to, so that's nope. perfect. So, John, at this point, is like, look, bro, you used my magic for evil, and you're going to pay the price, and you're like a fucking abomination, and I'm not going to help you do shit. But Chucky is used to being fucked over by his friends. And comes prepared with his own voodoo doll of John. Oh, and he's shit. like, payback's a bitch, motherfucker. Starts breaking arms, breaking oh, legs. No. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And eventually he stabs the voodoo doll in the heart. And the detective and Karen arrive just in time before John dies. And he tells them about Chucky's plan. And the only way to kill him is by stabbing him in the heart because eventually it's going to become human. Okay. Okay. Do they have to wait for the heart to be human? Mm-hmm. How will they know? So finally we get back to the poor fucking Andy who for the last 48 hours has just been fucking destroyed by everything. And he's locked in this hospital And to top things off, he's seeing from outside his window that Chucky is coming for him. So again, let's point out, Andy's six years old. I'm a grown-ass adult. I'm tapping out. I'm done. I would lay down and just be like, sedate me and just be done with it. He's six years old. Again, I'm reminded of Freddy's new nightmare. um, As, like, Heather's son was being sedated in the hospital. Because... At this point, Andy is in his room screaming for help, like Chucky's coming to get me, and no one believes him. So all they're willing to do is sedate him and restrain him, right? Just like in a lot of the Freddy movies, like no one's going to believe that someone's killing you in your nightmares. So the best thing they can do is sedate you and restrain you. 
So I sobbing uncontrollably like Andy is seeing Chucky swipe a master key set from a nurse. He gets into Andy's room and it looks as if Andy's hiding under the covers. But when Chucky goes to stab the mound, he finds that it's nothing but pillows. And behind him, Andy is sneaking out of the now unlocked hospital room. Bump, bump, bump. Also, I will say, because you keep mentioning Freddy, to me, in my mind, Freddy Krueger and Chucky definitely live in the same space of horror movies. Unlike Michael Myers. Like and- Michael Myers and Jason are kind of together. But like Freddy and Chucky are like the smart asses. They're like okay. funny. They have a lot of comedic relief. They're kind of assholes. Michael and Jason don't say anything. No, and they're very. Up and- they're one track minded. Yeah. They're here to kill. For sure. And that's it. Absolutely. But yeah, to me, Freddie and Chucky are always like, you know, the funny ones. Of course. No, I love that. Andy is now armed with a medical scalpel and is found by his doctor who is about to sedate him as Chucky stabs him in the calf. The doctor falls to the ground where Chucky places an electroshock therapy device around his head. And zaps his ass over and over as Andy screams for him to stop as he watches the doctor convulse on the floor in agonizing pain, burns forming on his skin, bleeding from the eyes and the mouth. How awful. It was epic. I know. It sounds terrible. The detective and Karen are just being informed of Andy's escape as the doctor's um, death is being announced and they arrive at the hospital and everyone is obviously believing Andy's to blame. Mm-hmm. Right. Not knowing where else he would go. Karen remembers that Andy knows that there is a spare key under the mat. Also, these people think a lot of a six year old that a six year old's capable of all this. He's shit. taking the fucking subway to skid row with this doll. Yeah. Like he's doing all sorts. He's doing the most. Um, In the apartment, we see Andy armed by a baseball bat as Chucky walks down the hallway towards his bedroom armed with the butcher knife. It's a swing and a miss for Andy, but distracting enough that he can get past Chucky and run into the living room. Unfortunately for Andy, Chucky's little feet (laughs) move a lot faster. And the next thing we know... He's there behind his friend, Andy, and knocks him out with the baseball bat. As Chucky begins his ritual, Detective Mike and Karen burst through the door and they throw Chucky across the room where he scurries away. While checking a bedroom door, Poor Detective Mike gets a bat to the balls. Oh, dear. Drops to his knees, and he gets hit again in the head, knocking him out. And just as Chucky goes in for the double tap to finish off the detective, Karen rolls up with a gun and shoots Chucky, but misses the heart. Damn it, Karen. When she goes for her double tap, the gun is jammed. So she takes off running down the hall. Andy is now hearing the sounds of his mother's screams as she's securing Chucky in the fireplace, but she has to use her own weight 
to like keep him restrained. Mm -hmm. So it's up to Andy to light the fire. Okay. So it's up to the six-year-old. Right. To figure out how to do Mm -hmm. this. Chucky tries to play nice like, Andy, I thought we were friends till the end. And Andy's like, it's the end for you, motherfucker. Yeah. (laughs) And drops the match and Chucky bursts into flames. Just as John had warned, you can only kill him by puncturing his heart. So setting And when the heart is human. Yeah. Setting him on fire isn't going to do anything. So before anything can really go down, Chucky ends up like bursting out and running around the apartment like in flames. Yeah. Screaming. Yeah. Yeah. And like melting. Yeah. Before he does eventually fall to the ground. And as he does, we hear Detective Mike cry out from the bedroom, having just regained consciousness. And the badly charred, still smoking, deformed Chucky, armed with his butcher knife, smashes his way through the bedroom door where he finds Karen and Andy. And he manages get into the room, but they have the type of bathroom that's got two doors. Mm Mm-hmm. So they get through and get back into the living room and shut the doors. The fucking poor detective is left in the <laughs> fine. In the hey, bed. he's a trained professional. I know. Karen, her gun magically works again. She shoots Chucky, this time knocking off his head, an arm, a Still foot. Still not his heart, Babe. Karen. Right? Come OMG. On. Get it together. It is a small target. I know realizing this now that he is basically like disabled right like you go up and shoot him point blank she does but stuffing flies everywhere oh dear just as the detective mike's partner is walking in like what the actual fuck (laughs) we've got this boy what is going on this mom shooting this doll like ah The detectives beat to shit in the bedroom. So Mike's like trying to convince his partner that the doll's real. And he's like, yeah, bro, you just got in the head like you'd believe anything's real. Right. This partner guy charred up Chucky like comes out of an air vent (laughs) and grabs him in the neck. (laughs) But they managed to rip him off. Just in time for Mike to shoot, this time hitting the heart. And instead of fluff, we finally see blood yes. splatter all over the place as the doll falls to the floor and says for the last time, Hi, I'm Chucky. Want to play? No. Bum, bum, and that's the end. And that's it. That leads to 104 sequels. A million more. Yeah. Love it. Love it. (sighs) So quick, let's talk about my look of the week. I was actually. Hold on. Hold on. First of all, how was it rewatching the original? Like I said, mixing them all up over the years, combining all the movies into one. It was incredible. It was better than I thought it was going to be. The one liners. It made me laugh. So funny. The silly action scenes where it was like, oh, we're really trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh So funny. So what's your rating? I'm going to give it a three. 
Wow. The movie itself. Controversial. So the movie itself is obviously a five. It's a five in our hearts. But as far as like keeping it with the case and like the whole theme of the podcast. Okay. I'm going to give, I think it's a solid three. Okay. Because I was going to say the things I found that said that it was based on Robert the doll. Yeah. Are not the creators of the movie. Right. These are like other things that are like, hey, this is like this. Yes. So never once in the creation of Chucky, I don't think did anybody ever state this we're was, basing it on this case. Of course. But I, d- I do. That's why I'm giving it the three. I'm giving it there the is, voodoo and yeah. the friends till the end. And the, and the fast scurrying. Yes. The, the pitter patter. The and, creep factor. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The don't be disrespectful. Yeah. Okay, a three. Yeah, Perfect. I but know that it's a five in our hearts. It's a five in my It's a great fucking movie. So funny. For 88. Yeah. yeah. What a wild ride those movies are. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. All right. Now you can talk about your look of the okay, week. So I know you're excited. I was going to wear this shirt to work on Friday. Mm-hmm. I had this picked out with like a little skirt and I was going to wear my Vans. But then tying in after hearing that you wanted me to do the case for this week and then fire safety week getting to be freddy krueger and then using this shirt for this week what a week right because i've got my chucky shirt on one of my chucky shirts on my chucky socks on right i'm gonna be like these are my good guy pajamas yeah because they're kind of the same color and then for the picture, we're going to do like a before and after. We're going to do me at my birthday, all excited to get my new doll. Uh-huh. And then we're going to bust the doll out of the box. And, and we have a Chucky doll ready to get going. That's going to kill me. And this Chucky's been around the block a few times. This is a bride of Chucky. Yes. yes. So he's scarred up, mm-hmm. stitched up. The, so that's what I'm, at the end of this movie, he is literally charred. He is right. burnt to shit. He is not... We'll have to rewatch number two and see if they ever explain what happens. And that's why I think in number two is the one with the melting in the vat. And they go back to the toy store uh and then they get like a new Chucky. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Because something has to happen to like explain something drops into the plastic and his blood incorporates and he gets like reincorporated into a new doll is what I'm Perfect. Yeah. Incredible. Oh, such a great episode. <laughs> I'm so happy. This is the happiest you've ever been. I'm so happy. You're happier about this than you ever were about Freddy Krueger or Michael Myers. I know. Jason Voorhees, you were pretty happy. I, he's my boo. That's your boo. I get it. Tall, dark, and handsome. I'm with it. Mysterious. Mm. We can talk about my yard a little bit. Sure we can. What a fucking whirlwind that shit's been it's every day something new shows exactly every day right so what's interesting to me is every year even though it's the same shit the yard looks so different yeah but it's not always the same shit i feel like you add things every year i definitely do Right. So this year. So we, then you have to rearrange a little bit. Uh, exactly. So we incorporated the archway to the graveyard. So obviously I want to make that more important. And then the Halloween Christmas tree. Yeah. And the coffin. And then the. You have a whole spider scene now. The whole spider scene. And then the, the ghost body. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. 
last year you were very into like decorating your truck that it was being like driven by what zombie clowns correct now the zombies are more focused towards the front door yeah mm-hmm. very just, exciting times it is. it is it's good time and here i am i don't even know if i'm gonna do my front yard <laughs> i might be over it yeah i know feels like a lot of work all Violet keeps telling me is, wow, mom, this seems like a lot of Because <laughs> all day she's like, I'm kind of bored. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. I'm like, you can help. And she's like, can I? <laughs> like, can I? Like, what can I do? And I'm like, yeah, I, I get that. It's it's rough. I know. Mommy has a vision. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it is a vision. And maybe we'll... It's so hard to take pictures of it all. Maybe like select your few scenes that you like the most. I actually, I did my best. Nick got better pictures than I did, but I do. I have some that I'm going to show you. I took a little video because Bobby in China, who was our most recent like actual listener. Listening, commenting, subscribing. We talked to him. And he's been mentioned. It was so funny because, so in case you guys are new, Bobby is B's best friend, husband's best friend. He's both. He's my second husband. Right. Totally. I got a two for one. But it was I got so a BOGO. It was so funny because he started listening on like a newer episode mm-hmm. and he had mentioned like, oh, it's so weird to hear my name, but it has nothing to do with me because the episode had like a Bobby mm, in it. Yeah. And like he doesn't even know because he hasn't listened to older episodes that we, we talked about him a few about times. Him. Yeah. 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 So during our call, he did. He tried to mention it. And I immediately, I'm like, nope, don't want to hear it. What about the podcast? Yeah, because I don't ever want to hear from people we know, like, feedback. Like, as long as it's good feedback, that's all I want to hear. Like, I'm happy to know that there are random strangers listening to us. That the inner circle is what, like, really gets to me. He he says he likes it. I know. but it- He says it's only the second podcast he's ever listened to. And he said it was good stuff. He's been oh. listening on quarantine in China. Oh, uh, yeah. So that's what I was going to say is he is on quarantine. And that means that somebody's listening in China. Yeah. Which is very exciting. Right. Oh, my gosh. We're so. We're so international. <laughs> Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> Inside Joko. Sorry. Okay. Anyways. But yeah. So talking to him, I did like a daytime tour of the yard and like mm-hmm. a nighttime tour of the yard and I took lots of pictures for him. Yeah. So of those, I will show them to you and we'll pick a couple that we can post. Post for sure. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'll just look at your yard. Seems it's like a lot. My The inside of my house is decorated. What See, more do and you I'm need? the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. I'm All the, your efforts I'm, going outside mm-hmm. as it should. Yeah. But then again, we're doing Who like Who am a f- I doing it for? Yourself. Right. That's all that matters. But we are doing like a Halloween like neighborhood thing. So I should probably decorate. I also have to remind myself it's only October 9th. It's not like the end of the world. I know. I know. It feels like it's the end of October and I'm lagging. And you I am are. lagging for our timeline. But also last year we started decorating in like fucking August because <laughs> it was quarantine really and we were over it. So I think if I, you know, maybe we'll get done this weekend. Yeah. It only takes me like an hour to do my yard. Right. So it won't be hard. A couple gravestones, a few cobwebs. Yeah, some cobwebs, few... some gravestones, some lights. Mm-hmm. I'm good to go. Absolutely. Well, we'll send you guys pictures as always on THC Podcast on Instagram. And, and we don't Bees have Look of the Week. Anything going on this weekend, right? Besides 
Well, we already kid. talked about last week, though. Yeah, your kid's birthday. got Zoe's birthday coming up tomorrow. You got your wedding anniversary coming mm-hmm. up. You're going out, seeing a little stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it'll be fun. We'll talk about it next week. Yeah, we will. Because what if it's a disaster? <laughs> I can't wait. What if it's the worst weekend of our lives? We Woo! don't know yet. We do not know yet. It could happen. Anything's possible. But we will keep you guys updated. And like we said, if you could leave us a comment or a review, we would appreciate it. And other than that, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye, besties. See you next week.